lived up to our potential and managed our resources so well that we could provide for ourselves, our families, and our communities in a meaningful and substantial way. Join Step Right with Lynn, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner and Managing Partner at Step Right Capital Planning. Good morning. It's Wednesday. It's uh, Wednesday, June the 18th on Step Right with Lynn. Um, There's a quote by Aldo Leopold that says, In June, as many as a dozen species may burst their buds on a single day. No man can heed all of these anniversaries, and no man can ignore all of them. I've been uh, busy using my free time to work on my flower beds and do as much horseback riding as possible. It's a really busy time of year on the farm, and it's a busy time of year for concerts and recitals uh, as many organizations prepare to take a break for the summer. Um, as far as the concerts and the fundraisers and the flower beds, um, I feel like I can't heed all of them or ignore all of them either. Um, three of my four daughters are musicians, so I have a lot of opportunities this month to hear different performances as well. Uh, please feel free to join in on the on the discussion today. Uh, call in or use the chat room on the A to Zen website. Uh, email me anytime at lynn at stepright.ca. That's L-Y-N-N-S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T dot C-A. Uh, our topic today is follow your passion, but will it pay the bills? Uh, you've heard it said, find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Is this true or is it just plain bad career advice? Can you pay the bills working in the arts? My guest today is Ronald Allen Beckett, a Canadian director and composer who has had numerous compositions performed by ensembles throughout Ontario. His third full-length opera, I Am, premiered in 1998 by Arcady and was the completion of a trilogy which began with Ruth in 1996 and continued with John in 1997. His catalog of compositions includes a dozen or so additional large-scale works for orchestra and chorus, and an abundance of chamber music and pieces for organ. Uh, Premieres have been given by Orchestra London, the Essex Winds, Crowning Brass, and the University of Western Ontario Symphony Orchestra. A summa cum laude graduate from McMaster University in History and Theory, Beckett is an associate of the Royal Conservatory of Music and Piano Performance and also holds a Master of Music degree in Composition from the University of Western Ontario. In recognition for his outstanding contributions to music and community, he was inducted into the McMaster Alumni Gallery in 2004. Good morning, Ron. Hi, Lynn. How are you? I'm great. Um, How have you been making out this month? Are you able to heed everything that's going on or ignore everything that's going on? Everything pertaining to what? (laughs) Well, just just everything. All the all the concerts and fundraisers and uh, you know all the growth in the gardens and just everything that goes on this month. I have a garden and. I just have to get used to putting it in place like 10 minutes at a time. You know, you you plant a couple ah. of flowers and uh, but but you know, that I'm used to that. It's uh 
uh, we used to uh, be focused on the winter time, but now it's uh, it's pretty well a year-round operation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, so I think um, that it it would be fair to say that you founded the organization that's called Arcady. Yes. And. Uh, we may talk about that and refer to the organization from time to time as we talk this morning. So maybe it would be fair to start and and tell everyone what is Arcady. Well, the concept of Arcady uh, was uh, discovered more or less in 1998 as a result of um, uh, the passing of my mentor. It was Richard Carroll, and uh, we had had a community choir uh Called the Norfolk Singers, and it uh, it uh, reinvented itself under numerous names according to where we happened to be, where we were focused at the time, um, and uh, you know geograph- geographically where we would be. Um, so we needed a name that was a little more all inclusive, that wouldn't uh, restrict us to just singing, because in fact we were branching out into doing stage productions, operas, orchestral works. Uh, it wasn't just a group of singers. Um, Arcady was a name favored by Richard Carroll as a result of the research that he was doing, which was basically um, uh, the um, the study of Renaissance and Tudor drama, and uh, and the music, what we would learn about music associated with that. Uh, specifically, it's a district in the Peloponnese that was uh, sacred to the Muses, so therefore, it's a perfect artistic setting. And a lot of the um, the writers from the Renaissance and uh, you know uh, early Baroque referred to Arcady as sort of the ideal place, sort of like an artistic utopia, and uh, a friendly atmosphere where people would share their artistic ideas, and um, and we could essentially do anything we wanted within that name. But that mm-hmm. was uh, the beginning of it in 1998, and that's the the concept which expanded to you know what we have have today. So it allows us some flexibility. Right. And mm-hmm. as so what's the mission of Arcady? The mission is, well, uh, again, we try to keep that as flexible as possible, but essentially it's perform my music. When um, we got, when I got out of university, uh, I was c- confronted by this sort of empty, open world. Uh, at least it seemed empty. Uh, when you're in university, everything is taken care of for you as a musician. Uh, mm-hmm. You work like crazy. You've got this wonderful forum, especially in composition, where uh, you've got this forum of composers. In, um, in when I was in graduate school at Western, there were let's see, there were four of us, which is actually a very large number of composers. We're we're a minority, <laughs> and um, okay. And you know the ensembles are first rate. The the concerts are scheduled for you. You get, receive credit for your performance. And uh, what happens is that uh, it's uh, it's all uh, fast and furious. And the time you get out there, you don't know what to do with it all. Uh, so I realized this was the challenge facing uh, musicians as they graduated. Uh, a lot of them drop off into other fields. A lot of them go to other countries where. There are more uh, performing ensembles set up. I mean, in in Germany, it's very common for a small town, maybe a town of eight, ten thousand, to have its own opera company. Um, mm. And and certainly the southern U.S. that's the same uh, uh, as well, and uh, and and um, and the Northeast and places where there's just a, a lot of uh, uh, artistic activity occurring. But um, 
But here, uh, we're losing our best artists to other countries and, uh, and other continents. So what I thought would be best was to provide that atmosphere, uh, provide that uh, and an environment where would also provide a forum for them because Arcady is a combination of mentors and, um, and up-and-coming people on various levels. I mean, we've got the top professionals, and then we've got the uh, graduate students from um, performance programs, and then uh, the next level would be university people, and we've expanded that to a, to a youth segment. Uh, so we've got essentially four different uh, levels, all learning from the level above. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a mentoring system. It works uh, very well. It's, it's time-tested, proven in other fields. Um, in, in law, you have your, your articling, and, uh, and you have your apprenticeship in various trades. We're doing that through, um, through music, internship in medicine. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's the best way to learn. And um, so this is providing professional performance opportunities for these people to uh, keep them active, to keep them busy, and to keep them growing in their art, you know, to keep them learning. And uh, it's at a point where you can easily get discouraged and, and go into a, um, well, a not, perhaps a not-so-interesting field, maybe, you know, not-so-interesting mm-hmm. for them. It's not what, it's something where their passion is. Um, right. And they can do this part-time or full-time. But that's the mission of Arcady, essentially. Great. It also gave um, me a chance to get my own works performed too, which <laughs> which is very important. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and um, mm-hmm. the whole organizing of of different events. So there was an event on the weekend. What what happened uh, this past weekend? Well, we've got uh, two events actually. The on the weekend we had the Voices of Summer. Uh, once a year, I use the youth component of Arcady uh, and give them their showcase concert. It's the uh, the young people like uh, we. Essentially, what happened is uh, four years ago for my music drama, Ruth, there's a segment at the end where the youth all come on stage and mm-hmm. uh, and finish off the drama. And uh, what that uh, allowed us to do was explore the community for people any age, uh, 6 to 18, bring them in, have them work with the uh, the professionals, which is the best way to teach. Like I can... And talk about the X's and O's of music performance all I want, but what happens um, after that, you really need people to uh, that they can imitate, people to serve an example, to demonstrate the voice types, and, and they can find the one that's closest to them. And what I did was bring all those people in. Um, it's absolutely foolproof because all the parts are covered by you know, other singers, so we're mm-hmm. not relying on the kids. So the kids can gain confidence in that environment. So, you know, I remember what it was like being a kid. <laughs> and you, you can easily just, uh, it's so easy to think, oh, I'm overwhelmed. It happens to adults, too. I mean, we all face that. Oh, we all sure. have these fears. And it's all about facing your fears. And um, what I decided to do after that, since it was quite successful, was to actually uh, keep those people together and give them a concert a year, and it turned out to be two concerts a year, and then sort of the um, uh, with some community support, uh, financial support, since I don't charge the kids for this, is uh, we mm-hmm. were able to establish them as um, an adjunct of Arcady called the Arcady Youth Singers. They do that concert each year. I write music for them, um, for um, uh, for the concert, which uh, takes some time because they're you know 13, 14, 15 different songs that um, that have never been heard by the public and mm-hmm. uh, are being premiered that night, and the kids get to sing those. It's exciting for them. Uh, they've done several of these now, and uh, 
and some other ones during the course of the year, and uh, all the music they sing is my own. Um, to them, that's normal. They're not aware, I think, that that's probably the only ensemble perhaps in the world where this is occurring. Um, right, but, right. Yeah, to them, they work with the composer, they work with me, and they work with the professionals. So that's what we did. And then uh, tomorrow we're preparing for uh, Mozart's Requiem and uh, with the Broad Festival, with the uh, opening concert of the Broad Festival in Burlington, Performing Arts Center. And uh, and the, the first work on the program I get to conduct, actually, it's my offering of songs with my ensemble, Arcady, and the National mm-hmm. Academy Orchestra of Canada. So that's uh, what we were rehearsing cool. last night. Made it mm. a late night. Oh, my voice is uh, <laughs> is in good shape here. Right, right. Um <laughs> So the, um, the the Voices of Summer event, who was all involved in that? Uh, the mentors of Arcady, uh, we, when we started with the kids, the ratio was probably 50-50 of mentors and uh, youths. And that has increased significantly on the youth side. Uh, so it's, uh, it's more like um, 85-15 now. Uh, I think there were... About 45 youths, and uh, I think we had eight mentors. And it was strictly this time uh, an upper voice concert, like soprano, soprano, alto. Mm-hmm. And um, so, as a result, uh, we um, had strictly voices that were the same range as the kids. So it, uh, it gave them uh, an opportunity to participate in everything. Originally, they were just, as I say, uh, an addition to the concert, but now they are the whole concert. So that was who was participating. We also had our young artists. Um, Arcady has an international program that uh, in which we honor two young artists a year. And uh, this year, we expanded that from two soloists to a flutist, Carolyn Molinar of, um, of Hamilton, uh, a writer, Lydia Sharp of Great Britain, who actually wrote a number of the songs uh, that I set to music. She's um, just a high school student, a brilliant poet, and um, and also a dance troupe uh, the, uh, from Cambridge, the uh, Meyerhofer Academy of Dancing, uh, eight young dancers from that, which I incorporated into some of the songs. So those are all the participants, plus uh, you know, a few uh, select soloists from the ensemble. Mm-hmm. That's great. We'll we'll learn more about this in just a few minutes uh, after our break. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on A to Zen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S., 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. We're 
We're back. Uh, the show today is called Follow Your Passion, But Will It Pay the Bills? My guest is Ron Beckett. We've uh, been discussing an organization called Arcady um, that supports um, young musicians and uh, helps them in uh, to find opportunity to learn and perform and to be mentored by uh, people at a level above them in uh, in musicianship. Um, Ron, you were mentioning the Young Artist Program um, and this individual named Lydia Sharp that um, that wrote lyrics for you. How did you how did you um, connect with with Lydia Sharp? Tell us a little bit more about her. When I first started with working with the young people, the um, the youths of Arcady, I thought it would be good to to write um, music that was based on poetry that would make sense to them, would be topical for the, you know, and, and I was looking for funny things. Uh, you know, there's nothing like humor to, to capture their interest. So mm-hmm. um, I just went online. Uh, I mean, there's usually, usually I go to the classics to find to find uh, poetry. And one of the great things about being a composer is people send you poems all the time. I'm, I'm oh. constantly opening my email and uh, and somebody says, you know, I've got some, some things. And it's amazing, you know, the, the talent that's out there that... Uh, um, uh, I mean, I'm not a literary critic by any means, but if they look like they'll they'll work musically for me, if they spark something in my musical imagination, then yeah, I'm there for it. But um, so I went online and uh, to see, I just I just keyed in humorous poems, right, or funny poems, I think, and I came mm-hmm. on this really fascinating website, uh, a fellow by the name of Patrick Wynne Stanley, who um, sounds like a, a most gregarious individual in, in Great Britain. Um, I mean, the Brits are. Uh, humor is a passion uh, mm-hmm. there, and um, and he had this contest open for young poets of various age categories, where they would send topical poems, and the one that he had for this was uh, sickness, and it, it seems odd at first that one would be writing about uh, sickness in, in a humorous context, but in the hands of the kids. You can see the sort of thing that would happen. Most of them were uh, with the um, the theme of ways to get out of school by pretending mm. you're sick, ways to fool your mom, um, <laughs> and some of them had taken uh, a, a different approach to sickness, like uh, you know, like something as being uh, sick, you know, and uh, and oh, okay. in, in the uh, slang sense, but not necessarily uh, to do with um, pathological illness or anything like that. I mean, it was not in that sense. But um, these poems were absolutely brilliant. They were funny. They a lot of them had surprise endings. Um, most of them were for kids in Great Britain. There were a couple from the U.S. I didn't see any from Canada. But um, uh, so I wrote to them and said, "Look, I want to use some of your 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 poems." Um, and didn't hear back from him for some time. Eventually, did. And uh, absolutely, he was um, uh, right there with it. Uh, put me in contact with the individual uh, young folks. And um, I wrote this suite called Six, uh, Six Songs. And there were uh, seven of these songs put in a group. The kids loved them. They were funny. The audience got the jokes, uh, mm-hmm. which is great because that means they're pronouncing the words properly. Uh, yeah. And one of the poems was Lydia Sharp. One of the poets was Lydia Sharp. Uh, she responded to this by continuing to send me poems. Um, I always do my writing when I'm uh, south. When I'm, I, I go to Florida and... Uh, 
and I usually let her know in a couple of weeks I'll be going to Florida. Could you send me some more stuff? And uh, usually when I'm down there, the poems are appearing at uh, a rate of maybe one, two per day. And, wow. Um, it, yeah, and she's just absolutely the perfect um, a poet for for me under those conditions because I try and write one song a day. I don't write symphonies down there because I I don't want to bother orchestrating. I like the computer for that because you can cut and paste. I just want something that I can start and finish, and then go enjoy the rest of the the day there. So I write a song per day, and hers are the perfect length. Um, I don't even have to read to the end. I just uh, start reading and start writing. The tunes come instantly. Wow. Uh, within usually about ten seconds. There's just that rapport you have. Um, you're you're real it. partners. <laughs> <laughs> well, there. Um, it helps that she writes mostly in rhyming couplets, and she uh, she is is very witty, and the the mm-hmm. wit uh, usually suggests uh, a humorous accompaniment. The accompaniments usually come first, uh, okay. then the uh, the actual melody comes afterwards. So um, it, it's great. She sent us a little video. Uh, she lives on a farm. Uh, and uh, her, she writes about things that are fundamental to her life. And so it's usually the animals, and she personifies the animals. Uh, um, a lot of the poems are written from the animal's perspective, like, you know, uh, 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 Massey the Cockerel, mm-hmm. and uh, was sort of, please don't put me in your stew, and mentions other options of other farm animals that might make a better meal than poor uh, Massey speaking in the you know first person and coming from the the rooster's perspective is uh, is funny <laughs> and the kids love it the audience loves it but that's the kind of thing she does yeah well that's great that you've been able to to feature her and uh, give her some recognition for the work that uh, for the work and, and the her talent as is, well is it encourages her too because she's writing more and more poetry and getting better and better and this is probably going to be a career for her and yeah. so. Um, yeah, and you know, one thing leads to another. Uh, you know, I've talked to artists who, uh, who you know, are interested in compiling a book of uh, you know children's musical settings and the sort of thing. And and so it's um, it's uh, as I say, these things just uh, uh, you, you start with sort of one idea. Everything everything like starts with an idea. I'll look out there and I see a full concert hall and I think, wow, this is you know just my idea at one point. Yeah. And, you know, you see it take shape, and it's uh, you know a great uh, a great feeling. Yeah, and That's, I guess the um, the development of Arcady and all of the different roles and things that it's doing has um, somewhat uh, come about in that way too. One idea yeah. has led to something that's yeah. become something bigger, and um, that growth would seem to to have followed in that. Uh, form as well. That's right. The people suggest ideas to you, and uh, they don't maybe they don't necessarily suggest their ideas in written form or verbal form, but just by uh, the success of what they're doing. And um, mm-hmm. any uh, the the problem with something like this is that, um, and it's not really a problem because you know there are people who are bored in their life. <laughs> And uh, I've got enough potential projects to keep me going for the next 200 years. If you're not <laughs> you know. uh, and this is, you, you know, you go to a rehearsal like last night, um, uh, rehearsing with the uh, National Academy Orchestra of Canada, and here you've got um, some of the best 
orchestral musicians from around the world. I mean, Boris Brot with his Broad Academy is doing essentially the same thing that we do in a, on an orchestral scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you look at these people and you look that after this summer, uh, I mean, they're they're playing full-time. This is their summer job, a fabulous thing. And at the end of the summer, they're going out there all over the world and taking this amazing talent, all the repertoire they've learned in the summer. And um, you think, Oh my goodness! How are we going to harness this? What can we do? Can I write? Um, uh, there's, you know, there's string quartets built right into the group. Can I write a string quartet for this? Can I get some of these uh, these young players involved in some of the uh, uh, the operas that we're doing? And uh, yeah, th- this is how the ideas come. Every, you know, even while you're rehearsing, even while you're performing, sometimes ideas are popping into your head of uh, projects for the future. And you say, well, okay, this is ideal for this person. This person specializes. In early music, this person loves musical theater. Uh, what can we do to, uh, to to give them a project that they can uh, mm-hmm. uh, be the centerpiece of? Um, uh, this person, uh, you know, is is interested in pub- publicizing. This um, uh, person is interested in solo opportunities, recitals, and to work them all in. And this is how our you know our young artist program keeps expanding and expanding. We've got these people of various disciplines that can can benefit yeah. from this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Ron, you were inducted into the McMaster Alumni Gallery in recognition for your outstanding contributions to music and the community. Um, how does Arcady help other organizations? Uh, I, I love collaborations. I mean, collaborations are one uh, are one way to let the other people in the arts know that uh, we're all in this together. We're all seeking the same goal and working with, in many cases with the same audience and the same people. Um, and I think, you know, together we can expand, we can take advantage in a good sense of other uh, people's audiences. And uh, I think w- when I first started in this business, one of the disturbing things I noticed is there seemed to be this almost perceived, no one ever came out and said so, but this perceived competition between the arts organizations that... Um, you know, we don't want to overlap into my territory. This is uh, our audience. I don't think the community, in fact, can sustain two series. Um, there was a lot of opposition when I first uh, started, and um, I don't see that so much now. And I think uh, one of the ways is I've, I've become better at deflecting it, and w- the best way to do that is to simply bring these other people in. Uh, mm-hmm. You can help them in areas where you're strong, and they can help you in areas of their strength. And combined, um, you make one massive force, and um, and I think that's what we need to do. And rather than further subdividing, and if you do that, you just uh, supersaturate your art to the point where there just isn't enough for for everybody. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, collaborations are great. The the specific collaborations we've done, I say, with dance companies, uh, it's wonderful because um, it just gives people a better show. They, there's more. There's a, it adds the visual element, and um, I like the, adding the surprise uh, dances to the mm-hmm. the, uh, the concerts. Mm-hmm. I don't tell people when the dancers are going to appear. They just suddenly appear out of nowhere, sometimes <laughs> behind them, sometimes right beside them. They hit the roof. They see this, you know, you'll sometimes warn them in a small church that, look, uh, don't leave things in the aisle. Don't spread your legs oh, in the aisle sure. because people may come flying up at any moment. Um, but uh, it adds a lot to your concert, and, um, and certainly... Uh, with other uh, and, and visual arts and getting a visual artist involved, you get a completely fresh perspective on um, on how to do things. 
Right. Some sometimes Arcady um puts on a performance which is actually a fundraiser for another organization too. Um uh what what have you done along those lines? We what we do because we're geographically so spread out throughout southwestern Ontario, essentially, you know, we're looking at an area from anywhere the you know, the Golden Horseshoe, Toronto, south all the way to um to London. So it covers quite a territory. Um so we don't self-present. Uh, we can't possibly publicize ourselves uh, thoroughly in each one of those areas. So it's best to get a presenter from that area to to take control of the uh, the publicity, the printing of the tickets. You know, um, they're more likely to bring a nice crowd out because they're using their contacts, their people, um, mm-hmm. and also they will designate a destination. For the proceeds, so that um, it, and it's often the proceed would be a third-party charity, as you say. The proceeds would be directed to that, and uh, you know, it's, a, it's obviously uh, there are certain causes that uh, that would be more enticing to us than others. We wouldn't want anything controversial, but uh, but essentially mm-hmm. that is. Um, uh, like we would, you know, raise money for a sort of a political purpose, but um, mm-hmm, but certainly mm-hmm. for any charitable, any uh, standard registered charity, uh, they have their causes, and we'll be happy to contribute towards that. That is the destination for the charity, and again, it increases the audience because you have people coming for that reason as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, after the break, we'll continue with that thought, Ron. We'll be right back. there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on A to Zen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Back to our show on following your passion, but will it pay the bills? Um, my guest is Ron Beckett. Ron, um, it would seem that over the years you've had uh, opportunity to touch many, many lives um, through the music and all of the people that have been involved in in performing with Arcady. Uh, can you give some examples of some people whose musical career has has been affected and enhanced um, by being involved with Arcady? Yeah, well, I think in key, the topic of the program would suggest to me that the most gratifying examples uh, that I could come up with would be people who 
probably would be in a different field if it weren't uh, for the opportunities that Arcady has provided. Um, as I say, everything you do works well for everybody. It, uh, as I say, I love to work with the young people. There's nothing that gives me more satisfaction than to seeing somebody gain confidence. When I was a kid, I didn't have any confidence. There were, uh, I didn't join a choir. I was too scared. Uh, the first thing I do with a young person is make them feel as uh, secure as possible. Um, that's that's mm-hmm. a, a wonderful thing. Um, and and the, the topic of your show is is people are afraid essentially to not just pursue a career in music, but you know essentially to follow their passion in anything in life, right? And mm-hmm. um, and so you know you have to make a decision. Uh, I think initially is uh, what do you want? Do you want like to make fifty thousand dollars a year and be really really happy? Uh, doing things that uh, will take you to various parts of the world, that will uh, introduce you to new people, interesting people, give you projects, or do you want to make $100,000 and do something you absolutely hate? And um, what you know, we encourage people is to give yourself the chance to, uh, to to really pursue your passion and not think about money, not be obsessed with, uh, with that. I see it all the time where people are really, really making great strides and then they the fear kicks in, and mm-hmm. they think, well, okay, let's uh, let's go for the security. Um, I don't know. We, we see it all all around in our society. You see, you know, all the time. I listen to a lot of sports talk radio, and so, so-and-so is signing this contract for uh, $50 million for eight years, which uh, to me is extraordinary considering the average, uh, you know, um, <laughs> career of a professional athlete is about five years, so they're getting all this on the house, right? And uh, mm-hmm. and say, well, you know, my family is secure now for uh, for the rest of their lives. Well, you know, uh, uh, you're a financial planner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're talking about the children's children of the children of the children. Like, unless they're completely foolish, obviously they're secure for centuries, and there might not even be a planet by that time. So don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, be happy now. Don't change cities for an extra, you know, um, uh, you know, three million dollars when you, you know, uproot your family when you're, you're already mm. making ten million. You know, and this is the right. kind of thinking that pervades society. It almost becomes a competitive thing where the money means nothing. And mm-hmm. um, you know, get away from that, you know, mentality. Um, yeah. And, and, the, and the, uh, the lifestyle that that a person gets caught up when they're making that kind of money too. Um, that becomes a part of the problem as well. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, your, you know, your expectations change. If you know, if uh, if your fixture in your kitchen or bathroom, uh, you know, costs um, eighty thousand dollars, <laughs> yeah, you are short yeah. of money. Um, <laughs> a musician doesn't worry about that, right? Because they're not even home that much, so they're they're all <laughs> so they, You know, they don't even notice what their uh, you know the bathroom fixtures are. But I mean, your whole uh, thinking then becomes uh, skewed, but um, true. You know, True. yeah, yeah, and um, you know, what do you want that money for? Do you want it for stuff? Well, the more stuff you got, the more insurance you got, the more problems you got. Uh, I asked a guy who bought a new car, um, did you get all the options? He's new, no, new. No. The more stuff you get uh, in a car, the more stuff there is that's going to break down. The more stuff, the more time mm-hmm. I'm going to spend at the repair shop. So, uh, you know, like uh, it's like everything in yeah, life. Yeah, life life can get complicated, can it? Yeah, yeah. it looks better from the outside, and. Yeah. Um, you mentioned examples of musicians. Um, it's um, 
I, I look at uh, one of my students, uh, Sean Oaks. Uh, he um, was from a family that uh, really didn't know anything about the arts. Um, he um, he wasn't excelling in school. His mom brought me to uh, to an he brought brought him to an audition with me when Sean was like 14, and he showed virtually no interest. Um, and I thought, well, it's okay. He's a guy. How often do I get young boys that are interested in this, or even uh, whose parents are interested? So I, I just let him come in our ensemble mm-hmm. and sing with um, uh, Handel's Messiah that we were uh, rehearsing at the time. And so um, he sat there, you know, like a bump on the log for most of the year. And he won't mind me saying this because I've told this story many times in front of him in public. And um, <laughs> and yeah, there was virtually no reaction. He sort of more stared at the floor. The next year, he comes to me and says that he'd like to do a school project uh, with Heather, who is another person in a similar position who's made a career out of music as a result of their experience with Arcady, um, now mm-hmm. the president of Arcady, and uh, for a duet for school. I, oh, that would be nice. And I thought, okay, some kid's piece. And uh, and, she, and I said, what would you like to do? And he said, well, I was thinking of the Domine Deus from the Bach Me Minor Mass. And I, I <laughs> you know, sort of swallowed that, oh, okay, John, uh, come into the office and we'll look at it. Um, yeah. I couldn't believe my ears. The tenor line was flawless. It was like a professional singer. Wow. Um, there was no stopping him from that point on. We used to uh, used to take him to my church choir rehearsals. I'd, uh, I'd pack the kids in the car and uh, take them to these various rehearsals, and I'd put on a CD. This is what we would do. This is how we'd practice. And mm-hmm. um, there was usually a soprano also tenor bass in the car, so I would sing the bass, and uh, <laughs> away we'd go. And they yep. would just sing and learn music, and he'd get to the point where he could pick out the tenor part without music. He'd just find it in uh, in the oratorios. And next thing you know, um, up there, you know, he's with the school board. He's running these various productions. He's got uh, this program at BCI, which is just like the um, uh, the class of music programs. They're the only one in North America that has a full-time credit course for barbershop singing. Uh, he's taking the uh, his ensembles everywhere. They're winning all the awards at festivals, uh, winning international awards in barbershop singing, and um, he's uh, doing musicals. When the school year ends, uh, Sean's concern is finding rehearsal facilities so he can keep working with the kids during the summer, right? Oh, and, wow. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's it, right? They, they just think, yeah. oh, my gosh, give me that two months so I can recover. No. Not Sean. He wants more projects. He wants either going to uh, to Missouri in a barbershop festival, and uh, and uh, he's doing productions with us. And uh, the best thing about him is he never thought about money. It never even, you know, I would give him little little bits occasionally, and he'd say, "Oh, Ronnie, you, you don't need to do that." And uh, <laughs> and it was never a concern. It probably still isn't a concern. I mean, the, right. the thing is, the passion came f- uh, first, and then. It's just like spreading the bread upon the water. So you, you, you do this love for other music. people. It comes back, mm-hmm. you know. It will come back, and you'll get taken care mm-hmm. of. Well, he's uh, he's certainly he's certainly passing on to others what um, what you and Arkady provided for him. Yeah, well, that's the, right. Those, right. Opp- those opportunities to, um, to to find the passion and and to perform, and um, he's carrying on the tradition for sure. That's right. Well, you know, Mr. Carroll used to say that to me. I said, you know, I don't know what I could do to thank you. He got me started, and in, in he's the first person who told me to actually, you know, form an ensemble. 
to uh, and, and help me through it uh, step by step because he'd formed many uh, over the country in his uh, lifetime and uh, and all of the things that a person wouldn't think of, you know, like what kind of folders to provide and you know, what kind of uh, how to set up a board. Um, and uh, you know, I, I would say I don't know what I could ever I could do to thank you. And he say, don't. He said, just pass it on. And mm-hmm. that's what I've done. That's what that I've tried to do. That's what Sean is doing right now. And we're getting to the point where he's got sort of proteges that are doing the same thing. It happens fast. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, these things just multiply. They just expand and that in is all a directions. Wonderful, that is a wonderful tradition. Um, it is. There was, there was an interview in which um, Jim Carrey star- talked about um, his family um, and... Uh, Jim Carrey's father was a musician who, Jim said, got a regular job to support his family. Uh, But there came a time when uh, Jim's father lost his job and everything fell apart. The family went from being lower middle class to being poor. And they had quite a struggle uh, to support Jim Carrey um, in ways that that allowed Jim's career to get started. But... um, Jim Carrey's quoted as saying, you can fail at what you don't like, so you might as well take a chance on what you love. So could you could you yeah. comment on that um on that well, quote from Jim Carrey? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, uh we don't know what he's like as a real person, do we? We we assume no. that this was somebody who never had a problem with shyness. But uh, you never know. You never know mm-hmm. what would happen in an interview situation. Uh, what, uh, actors are very different when they've got a script in front of them. Everybody's different under any circumstance. It's like reality TV. You know, no, there's no such thing. Nobody is ever the same when they've got cameras on them. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, so you don't know. It's um, but um, yeah, that that's interesting. What you say about the, the family splitting the time, having the regular uh, career. It's like Dan Millman's uh, book about uh, you know for following your passion, but keep your day job. And uh, mm-hmm. you know it's it's best to um, to always um, have that backup. But um, you know I think um, what uh, it's all in a situation like uh, Jim Carrey or any other uh, what we call success stories. There are many kinds of success. So I hate to just you know say somebody's famous is, is somebody who's successful. Oh, a lot true. of these yeah. intrinsic their intrinsic reasons why. Um, but it's it's having that confidence in yourself um if you um and um and hopefully there aren't people around that are discouraging you and this is um you know so often what happens is it comes from other sources uh he obviously didn't have that um mm-hmm. i remember once uh, i i've been very fortunate that i've had two passions in life that i've been able to pursue because i was always involved in sports and competitive tennis and coaching tennis um i remember a fellow coming to me once that was a very good player and he said, uh, okay, I'm, uh, Ron, this is going to be a waste of time today. I've completely lost my serve. He said, watch. And he proceeded to serve like 15, 20 balls in a row into the top of the net. And each one sort of thing, you know, like a confirmation. <laughs> like, see that? Here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another Well, <laughs> of course. Like, like if your goal is to fail, then this is what's going to happen. And I faced this. Um, so many times in coaching people where it becomes strictly the psychological part, all of the physical tools are there, but something has clicked. Something has happened. A negative thought has gotten there, and they can't get it out. With one person, it was like his, he couldn't um, 
He was distracted by his own shadow on the court. And things that sound crazy, but they come, they manifest themselves into reality. Um, I think we're having a bit of technical difficulty there. I think we've lost uh, our connection with with Ron Beckett. Um, we're going to take a break now, and hopefully we'll have everything um, soon uh, resolved there. Uh, so here we go to break. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Len focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Again, this is Lynn Wedham on Step Right with Lynn. Uh, we've been talking with Ron Beckett, um, who is a composer and director, um, a Canadian composer, um, with a lot of uh, compositions uh, on under his belt. We've discussing the idea, follow your passion, but will it pay the bills? Um, and uh, Ron was just telling us how negative thoughts um sometimes come from um you know something someone can be discouraged uh by someone who uh you know who makes a comment about well you know you're not good enough to make it or or you know you can't make a living unless you're the best in Canada or um or something like that and um you know Ron's been very good at um, encouraging young musicians uh, over the years, um, you know, since since the 70s, he's been uh, working on, you know, working on this um, to encourage musicians, give them opportunities to perform, and um, and just you know the amount of encouragement that he's been able um, to give people too, and I think part of the um what a new graduate needs to think about is um how they're going to make you know the the business part of um of making a living you know where they're going to find opportunities to perform um the organization that ron uh started um has is certainly uh one place where where people can um 
you know, develop and, and have opportunity to, um, you know, where people have opportunity to to perform. But part of it is also that they need to look sort of outside the box, outside of what they can see that already exists, perhaps, and, um, you know, and develop new ideas in the arts and, and come up with, with new ways um, to put music into the into the community as well. Um, so, Arcady is um, sometimes used by other organizations uh, for fundraisers. Um, often, a church will uh, make use of Arcady uh, if they're having an anniversary or uh, you know something special that they want to commemorate. Um, they often bring uh, Arcady in as a, a professional um, chorus where you know they might not uh, always have uh, that caliber of music in their church, but sometimes they'll do that for a for a special event or for a fundraiser. Um, some fundraisers have provided um, you know funding for food banks and uh, and other organizations. Um, have also, you know, been able to make use of bringing Arcady in. So there's uh, a number of opportunities um, for uh, people might want to contact Arcady um, to do something special, a special event um, or a fundraiser. Um, there may be people listening who would be interested in joining the youth singers um, and there we were talking um, people that were interested in singing from age 6 to 18. Um, and so there's an opportunity for them as well. Um, other people might want to apply to the Young Artist Program. Um, and there's a website for Arcady. Um, so you can find Arcady just by Googling Arcady, A-R-C-A-D-Y. Um, and uh, and so you can find um, you can find them there online. Um, and if you're interested in staying in touch and finding out about upcoming concerts and events, uh, I would suggest that you uh, send me an email, Lynn at stepright.ca, that's L-Y-N-N at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T, and I will be certain to uh, give information about um, any of the uh, things that that Arcady does, uh, any of the people that, that might want to make application for young artists um, or have, uh, you know, write poetry, anyone who would like to be in contact with Ron, I invite you to email me at lynn at stepright, L-Y-N-N at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T, and, um, and we'll... Um, and we will uh, certainly put you in contact um, with uh, with Ron and with Arcady and all those good people. So I uh, I see that Ron is back now. Um, so Ron, what's your final advice that you can give to um, to someone that uh, is going to uh, pursue the arts? 
Yeah, sorry for disappearing, Lynn. The phone lines just went absolutely dead here, and so did the Internet. So I wasn't able to even tell you what, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know how much of the last discussion was heard, or uh, I, I was simply talking about manifesting one's dreams. But, oh, okay, um, yes. Yes. Yeah, we we were talking about negative thoughts and and to not be discouraged and and I'm yeah. sure we missed we missed some very good stuff there with the with the technology, but um Absolutely. I was on a roll. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but um, I have um I I've encouraged people to contact me mm-hmm. with with questions, um but mm-hmm. perhaps you could also tell people how they might uh be able to contact you. Yeah, well, there are many ways you can find out about Arcady. We have the usual uh, social media sources, uh, the uh, Arcady.ca. I assume you may have mentioned the website, and of course that's connected to Facebook and Twitter and uh, all of the the, the various mm-hmm. things that uh, one needs in order to survive in the arts nowadays and, and provide provide information in a hurry. I mean, there there are uh, opportunities I think for everyone to stage a concert we have a you know at least a dozen different formats we perform under where we uh, we are able to change our shape uh, very readily and adapt any performance any performance venue size shape or event and uh, with about 150 uh, regular musicians we don't use them all at once but we use them you know according to the areas that they're mm-hmm. best suited for either geographically or in other ways and um and you know the areas of specialization but uh, there's always something that uh that we could uh bring to you to uh to anybody in any situation that's wonderful so, uh, yeah thanks so much for chatting with us today um we're just about out of time here mm-hmm. um but it's been so wonderful to have you today ron well thank you um, and i really appreciate this opportunity and sorry about the terrific. technical glitch there oh that the stuff like that happens. It does. Uh, yeah. So I'd uh, like to remind everyone to join us next week um, for the show. Uh, remember, I welcome your thoughts, comments, questions, and suggestions for guests and ideas for show topics. Uh, this is Lynn Wedham. The show is Step Right with Lynn. Until next time, take the right steps to support yourself, your family, and your community. Thank you for choosing to listen to Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham will return next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Remember to celebrate your wealth.